the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. Today's study is titled Under Pressure. The main reading is 1 Peter chapters 4 and 5. Well, Peter was obviously specifically writing there to a, a church that was really feeling the pressure of persecution. And over the last few Sundays, we've been talking about difficulties, problems, people, predicaments, pressures that uh, we all go through. And um, uh, if you thought Christianity was a ticket to a problem-free life, as some people are, 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 are maybe told, and uh, prosperity beyond your imagination... Um, you have been told wrongly. In fact, as soon as you become a Christian, you are guaranteed to have problems, as we look in a minute. Pressures. Why? Because God, number one, we're moving into a war zone. Uh, once, if we, before we are Christian, the devil doesn't have to do a lot, does he? Just We're going on our own devices. As soon as we come into the kingdom, we have an adversary. Just read it like a roaring lion. He's seeking to devour and and that's why we must stay close to the Lord, close to each other, because he, he, he wants to pick people off. Just reading in, in um, I look at some of the American news, and I didn't know his name, but um, a popular Christian writer out there, I don't know, Joshua, I, don't, I didn't know him really, but he, he's, he said, um, I'm not a Christian anymore, and uh, I'm thinking, well, what's that about? And um, of course, there's sin involved. That's, that's the general root of it, see? Um, where people say I've, I've, I've left the faith or I've left the root generally is there's sin in life and they won't deal with it and um, I was just listening to, listening to Porson last night and he said um, uh, about people who, who want inner healing he said well there's, there's, a, there's a place for that he said but he, he said mostly people need repentance repent true repentance and forgiveness from the Lord just aren't opening ourselves up to the, 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 the Holy Spirit but so we need to, to realize that God is in the business of changing us, purging us, purifying us, getting us to a place where we're shining more and more like him. Um, so wonderful, thing. what we can, what we are promised, we're not, we, as we said, we are positively going to have difficulties and pressures. So that is to, you're at the moment, you're on the mountaintop, bless the Lord, but you can't see the lily of the valley unless you go to the valley. You can't see the bright and morning star until you see you're in the dark. So you've got to go through this place. Why? Because God is doing work. We looked at that um, uh, when, they, when they went to space first, didn't they? And there was no gravity. When there was no gravity, their muscles wasted away. They came back, they couldn't stand, their heart was weak. Why? Because there was no resistance. And uh, now, if I, I th- in my mind, I got, I got some figure that when they're in the, on the space station or when they're in space they have to do two hours of exercise a day just to keep their muscles from wasting away because there's no resistance and uh, we understand that where God's got to get us to a place where he, he, he's doing a work in us how do we get a diamond we said it last few weeks we get a diamond by massive pressure what was it 725,000 pounds per square inch and massive temperature at least 2,000 Fahrenheit. That pressure and temperature to get us to get that bit of carbon to shine and cost us a lot of money as men when we purchased this. Yes. But God is in the business of doing a work in us. And we've got to understand, we'll look through again just to get our minds right. 
Someone said he, he, he wants to get us to a place of persevering, and, and that's lacking in our day and generation, isn't it? We have a generation now that has it today and wants it yesterday, and, and, we, uh, and, and I think back in my grandparents have always they wouldn't buy anything until they saved the money up um, their the mentality was different our mentality today is I need it today I'm going to get it today and if I've got to borrow so much on uh, and I'm always always laughing when I, I see the, 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 those loans and they quickly say uh, APR I'm thinking what? Uh, APR 400% or something ridiculous um, but that's the culture but we are counterculture you see we're not part of that culture we're a culture of persevering Tommy he said Tommy can you tell me the difference between perseverance and obstinacy Tommy says yes one is a strong will and the other is a strong won't <laughs> and uh, true but perseverance as someone said by perseverance the snails got to the ark yeah the snails got to the ark we just we, I watched a film last night about Edison and uh, a genius of a man, and a man with perseverance. They said that he, he took him 50,000 uh, experiments to make the bulb. Because um, every time they, they put a filament in, it, it would burn out in 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, an hour. Uh, that's just beyond our imagination, isn't it? But you know what? When you've got a goal, when you've got a dream, when you've got something that's higher than you, in the natural world, you will persevere. They said he, he, to get the battery, we're talking about batteries a minute ago, 10,000 experiments to get a battery. Now we think, oh, we, we, we take all these things for granted now, but there was someone who persevered. And you know what? God wants us to be people because we, got, we haven't got a dream, but we've got the Lord. And he says, look, press through, press on, press in. So first thing we must realize is this, the certainty. John 16, 33, how Jesus speaking here. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but of good, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We looked at a bit of our reactions, and our reactions, remember, wrong, our responses on Sunday, didn't we? Well, this is Jesus speaking. In this world you will have pressure. That's what he would say. In this world you will have it. So... Don't try and avoid it. Don't bring it on yourself, of course, which we sometimes do. Uh, but we will have we'll pray. But be of good cheer. Why? Because I've overcome the world. Bless the Lord. So there's a certainty. Well, again, it's not just Jesus' words. It's by his actions. Listen to what the, the, the what Luke says. Luke 4. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during the days, and at the end of them he was hungry. Well, Jesus himself, in fact, it's, it's in Mark, I think, that the Bible says the, the Spirit drove him. Drove him. There was, you know, there was no, uh, that, it, the Spirit led him into the desert. And sometimes we don't like desert periods, we don't like desert times, but you know what? God does some amazing work in the desert. It's a, great, it's a great Bible study there. Look at all the people in the desert and what the Lord did with them. Moses, Philip in Ethiopia, and Jesus, and etc., etc., David in the desert. God uses those times. Paul himself, get out there for a few years, get the gospel in his heart and his mind. So God does a work. Jesus pressed, pressed. Great pressure, Jesus, wouldn't he? Oh, time and time again. But even at the beginning of his ministry, it started with that pressure where he said, no, no. Rebuke you, Satan. 
by the word of the Lord. And uh, he lived and went through that temptation. So there's our, uh, there's our standard. And we looked at how the Lord does this. And we've got a couple more verses really to um, see how the Lord does pressurize us and squeeze us to get us to that place where he wants us to be. Uh, Deuteronomy, we've looked at those, but let's read a couple more. Deuteronomy 13. If there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer, we've got many of them, of dreams, and he gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign of the wonder came, comes to pass, of which he spoke to you, saying, let us go after other gods which you have not known, let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. The Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord with your, your God with all your heart and with all your soul. See, the Lord is always looking to prove our, prove our love for, for him. And, and uh, you see, he knows our heart, but you know what? He's doing this so we can see it. We can see it. And you know, in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy said, well, that was the Old Testament. What does the Bible say? 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, 2 Timothy 3. In the last days, deceitful, perilous times will come. Deceitful teachers, dreamers, and all these things. God, it doesn't change. It doesn't change. And God will use those people to, to prove the church because in the last days there's got to be, there's, there's always got to be a false church, of course, and, but there's got to be the true church that begins and preaches the word and stands for the word. And, but even in the middle of the true church, there will be, be falseness, wouldn't it? Chaff and the wheat and all that, uh, the, the, the parable of the Lord. So we need, that even if someone comes and says, look, this, and uh, there's, there's signs and wonders even, very careful, Lord. You, I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. My eyes are on you. Keep me, keep me focused and, and on you. Um, God uses people. God uses people as well. Um, sometimes we we avoid people um, uh, because sometimes. But the Bible says He's using those people to do a work in us, isn't He? Because ultimately, Christianity is the, is the proving in our the changes in our relationships, isn't it? If if we can't, if people can't see the difference, then our word and our testimony means nothing. It means nothing. But this is how God does it. Uh, he does it right through the Bible. But here He says to the people of Israel, Judges two, Judges two. I will no longer drive out before them any of the nations Joshua left, but he died. I will, will use them to test Israel and see whether they will keep the way of the Lord and walk in it as their ancestors did. The Lord had allowed those nations to remain. He did not drive them out at once by giving them into the hands of Joshua. The Lord uses people to tell. You see, it's all, it's all okay for me saying, oh, I got the fruit of the Spirit. I have, I. I'm wonderfully patient, kind, loving, uh, marvelously uh, long-suffering, yeah. and all those things. And uh, it doesn't matter what we say. God will say, let's put that to the test then, Dave. Mm -hmm. And he puts someone across my path, a work colleague or someone will come in. Well, and, and Well, that's, well, maybe. <coughs> that's, your, that's your own fault then. You've chosen that. Uh, so you're, 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 uh, but otherwise, the Lord's bringing, bringing them. And why? To prove, to prove, to show and to bring that fruit you see, uh, we, sometimes we call them sandpaper people, don't we? Mm -hmm. 
And we've got, well, some of us got more than a few rough edges, but he rubs. Why? Because we've got to stand up. It's impossible. That person really, really annoys me. So I need you, Lord. I need your, your patience, your kindness, your love, your mercy, all those things. See, God brings us to the place. The problem with us is that we can't, we're not at the end of ourselves. We're not at the end of ourselves. Uh, that's what Moody said. Hey, the problem is, we, we, our trouble is, we're not progressing because we're not at the end of ourselves because we're still operating in our own strength, operating in our own understanding, operating in ourselves, really. Um, and God's got to get us to a place. That's why he really pressured. When we, we looked at uh, Paul on, on Sunday morning and we looked at the things he went through. We'll read those later on. Um, and we think, why did he go through all that? Well, God used him in a mighty way, but he also had a lot to get rid of, Paul, because, as we said, he was an able man, a capable man. You read his testimony, I was at the head. He said, I was far ahead. So he had all that going on in him that, you know, as we said, he thought he was something because he was something. Um, and so when, sometimes it's, when we think, I, well, I, I've got nothing, nothing, it's a good place to start. Because God, God is, what does the Bible says? He chooses those which are not, those which are foolish, those which are, have, have no reputation to be used to, for the glory of God. So uh, he's going to use people, pressures, difficulties. Um, Deuteronomy 8. Our parents, when they said you'll do it, we didn't want to do it, but now looking back, we think, 
I'm glad they did press me. I'm glad they did push me. I'm glad they did say no, isn't it? At the time, as we'll read it now, let's read it. Hebrews 12, 33 dilemma, Hebrews 12. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And you have forgotten that word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines those who loves, and he punishes everyone except his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons, for what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while, as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. See, God is, there's always a purpose in God's working and dealings, isn't it? He's always got a purpose. Um, and, and we don't see it sometimes, but we've got to understand our, our, our trust is in him. We're going to rejoice. We're going to rest in him. We're going to receive from him. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to run to him. We don't understand it. We may not understand it this side of eternity. But when we get to eternity, we will see it in a moment. We'll say, oh, yeah, we'll understand why that happened or why we went this way or what this happened. But God's purpose, he's a father. He's a good father. And um, we see the breakdown, so we, we, then we have a twisted idea of what God is and what the word is. Uh, Jackie sometimes watches that program, Long Lost Families, and uh, the, the kids have been given up, generally, you know, uh, and they're trying to find their parents, their birth parents. And you see the pain in their heart uh, because they, they, they didn't know their parents. And how that scars them. And, and they will tell you, they, some of these people in their 50s and 60s, and they'll say, you know, although they may have had a good adoption, it, 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 really, it, it pained them. And you can see it. And, and when, sometimes they meet them, sometimes they've, they've died. And some, when they see them, they, you see the, the, the overwhelming emotion that comes out. Uh, why? Because God understands. God knows. He created it. And he created it to stay together. And he didn't hold. To, so we understand. We are, we are perfectly whole in ourselves and we understand God's word. So God is a good father. He's got a great purpose. Great, positively, purpose. Um, but again, our, our response, our response. Uh, James 1, 2-8. to eight. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Mm. The perseverance finishes its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed 
by the Lord. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Again, James talking to a persecuted church. Remember the early church, there's a lot of opposition, a lot of persecution. And he was calling them, count it all joy. Remember we said that, leading your mind, getting all your mind. You see, everything is, is the battle of our mind, isn't it? The battle of our mind and our heart. Our minds dominate sometimes and takes us to different places. It, it, it governs our emotions. Some days we're thinking, whoa, what a lovely day. Next minute we're down in the dumps because of our mind and we've got to grab a hold of our mind he said take captive those thoughts and say count it all joy why because God's got a great purpose and in this what does he say perseverance is growing me I'm becoming more like him mature more like Jesus that's his purpose that's his ultimate purpose it's not your happiness it's your holiness he's interested in more than anything in the process there'll be times of wonderful joy wouldn't it wonderful joy but sometimes there'll be there'll be times of great heartache but even in those that god is doing a work that's why so often we again we sometimes take verses out of context remember we say that don't we that's where you need to read the whole context the context if you lack wisdom ask the lord the context is when you're going through difficulties lord i don't understand this well ask the lord for wisdom so you can see it from his perspective sometimes. That's what we don't, do we? We don't see it from his perspective. We see it from, of course, me. <laughs> me, me, me. And uh, let's read, uh, again, someone who went through it, but then saw it from God's perspective. And it changes, changes the dynamic. Uh, Jake, uh, jo- Joseph, Genesis 50, Genesis 50. When Joseph's brothers saw their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did him. So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you, you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in in the place of God? He intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. See, what a wonderful understanding. God had taken Joseph through difficulty. Remember Psalm 105? He'd taken him through. Remember the the word of the Lord tested him. He was in our place where his value and purpose was not from his family because his family had given him up. Remember that? His value and purpose was not from his abilities. He was an able boy. His, 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 value, his value and purpose was not from his good looks, because he was a good-looking boy. Because that's why his wife said he was handsome. And, and all those God had stripped away. Even, his, even God's ability to, um, that God had given to interpret dreams, that was not his main purpose, because that he was still holding on to that when he said to the, the, the butler, hey, when you get there, remember me. Hey, remember me. 
And uh, the Lord said, Butler, forget him. Forget him. Leave him there for a couple more years, a little bit more work to be done on him. But when he came out, mind, he said, I can't do anything. But my God. See, it was, he'd stripped Joshua, Joseph. All, all of him was done. Now he was... It was all about the Lord. So right, right then he said, look, you meant it for bad. But God was overall. God is sovereign. He, he sent me ahead for, for your protection, for your benefit, your provision. See, that's when we see things differently. Why? Because God has taken us through those pressures, difficulties. We are seeing how God sees. 2 Corinthians 4, 16-18. For which cause we think not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. <laughs> Paul, again, just getting our thinking straight. Our light. <laughs> and now we could say, oh, Paul, you don't know what we're going through, but we'll, we know what Paul went through. <laughs> our light and just momentary, he said. See, he's bringing eternity in, in view. See, when we, we, we define our time by eternity, we think differently. Now, every moment, it's going to be an investment into eternity. Every moment, I, I'm, I'm not going to waste. Sadly, we so often do. But he's saying, look, even, even if you go through much difficulty, it's only light and it's only momentary. And remember, it's all for his glory and the blessing of heaven. What is James 1? If you read on James 1, the crown of life to those who break through and carry on and persevere. That's, that's the blessing of God in our lives. So we are seeing differently. And here's Paul himself speaking. 2, 2, Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, and it might, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly thereof uh, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul, what a, he, he says, I rejoice in all these things. And I, let's be honest, we can't, can we? A, a little thing that goes wrong for some of us, and it's the end of the world, isn't it? <laughs> you know, we are, depending on how we're feeling sometimes, you know, I can be driving along sometimes and someone can pull out or, and I think, oh, well, okay. Other times I'm thinking, you nutter, isn't it? What are you driving? What are you doing? You know, and uh, it's amazing how a little thing, so little things can upset us. And Paul said, look, in everything I rejoice. Why? Because I'm receiving from the Lord. That He's at that place where I've got to receive from him. Got to be in his presence. Got to be dependent on him. And we are flowing that way. And he's rejoicing. He's receiving grace. Well, thankfully, God's got, always got a purpose, and he's got a purpose to bring us to a place of maturity and a place of abundance. Hallelujah. Uh, Psalm 66. For you, O God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs. 
we have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but you brought us out to rich fulfilment. Bless the Lord. Lord, you, 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 through fire, through water, you let people run over us, but you brought us through. Hallelujah. Remember we said, sometimes he takes us out, but a lot of times he takes us through. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, well, you've got to go through, boys. Daniel, you've got to go, got to go into that lion's den. Lord, are you sure? <laughs> you've got to go through those things out the other side. And when he did, a place of rich abundance, rich abundance, growth. Hallelujah. Well, of course, there's our response, but we've got to be uh, proactive as well in these things. We Sometimes we, we have deja vu and we, we, we just let it come. No, 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 be careful now. Because sometimes we, we take God's word and uh, as those uh, as a lucky charm. And like we, we use that particular verse, uh, God works things uh, good. So what's the word? For good, for always loving. But remember that verse. Again, read the verse around it. Remember the verse before, he's praying in the spirit. He's praying in the spirit. Then God can work all things for good to those who love him. Um, Hebrews 4, Hebrews 4. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are yet are without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. There, there's, there's what the Lord's saying. Look, press in. We have a throne of grace open to us. That's, that's what we just read. Cast your care on the Lord. Why? Because he cares for you. And we've looked at that verse before. Find help in your time of need. Again, Hebrews use quite a few nautical terms. And that particular word, find help in your time of need, is a particular thing called frapping. It means nothing to me, but when you look it up, it means when a ship is, is going to break up, they send ropes around the hull to hold it together. Ropes or chains, depending on what they had, so that to hold the, the boat so it doesn't break up. He said, look, when the pressure's so much that you're about to break up, come to me, come to me, find help, and I will bind you together. I will hold you, frap. He will put his arms around us and hold us together, even when the, the pressure is just about to shatter us. Bless the Lord, he's there for us. I was going to read the whole of Jonah 2, but we haven't got time to read tonight. But Jonah 2, Jonah's prayer, remember? The uh, Bible says, um, when Jonah ran away deliberately, um, rebelliously, God said, have a bit of this, Jonah. Come on, come to your senses. And that's pretty severe. You're in the belly of a whale. And the Bible says he began to pray. And he could read his, read his prayer. But let's read the last three verses, 8, 9, 10. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed. I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. <coughs> We read these verses, don't we? we think, now remember, he's in the belly of a whale. Lord, I will praise you. I mean, just imagine. Why well, can we? We can't even imagine, can we? Total darkness, the smell beyond belief. Yet he said, "Lord, I will praise you. 
and, I, and what I vow, I will make good. Salvation is of the Lord. You see, if Jonah can do it in that predicament, there is no way we can say to God, Lord, you don't know my situation. Well, he'll just say, look at Jonah. Then he may say, look at Job. You see, that's why we have God's word, don't we? Because wherever we are, there are people who have said, look, Lord, I, I need you. I'm dependent on you. I need you. Uh, see, the great thing about it is this. We, we are positively going to have troubles, but there's always a purpose in it. Now, of course, we've always got to look, first of all, Lord, did I bring this on myself? Have I done something stupid? Um, and we come to the Lord and repent. But, you know, even in that, God works it through and does teaches us, teaches us. Um, but what, we are, what are we guaranteed is power. You'll be clothed with power from on high. When you wait, ask for me. We're guaranteed is peace. Same verse. In this world you'll have trouble, but overcome. Peace I give to you. Guaranteed that. What do you say? Peace beyond all, beyond, beyond all understanding will guard, garrison your mind. Again, verses before. Present your request with thanksgiving prayer to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. And we are guaranteed his presence. Never will I leave you, never will I see. See, all those things we are guaranteed. We can say, Lord, that, we, that is your word. Now, difficulties we can't avoid. And pressures, why? Because God is looking to do a work in us. He's getting to a place where he can, he, we can say, have you seen my servant Job? Have you seen my servant Job? What a, what a great guy he is. And he was, he was. But even Job, through that, what did he say? Lord, I heard, I heard about you. Job 42 verse 5, but now my eyes have seen you. See, God is getting us to a place where he, he's proving us, bringing us to a place where we have greater revelation of him, we receive more of him, and we can only do that with difficulty. A lady came to her mum and she said, Mum, ah, but enough, always difficulties, always problems. And uh, her mum thought a while, she said, come to the kitchen, come to the kitchen. She said, get three saucepans out, she said, get three saucepans out. Put some water in there, bring them to the boil, she said, bring them to the boil. And she said, she said, get them carrots for there now. She said, put carrots in that boiling pan there. And she said, get an egg, get an egg from the fridge, put an egg in that other pan. And she said, up in the, up in the cupboard there, we've got some coffee beans. She said, put them coffee beans in the other saucepan there, and let's see them boil. And when they boiled, they took them off the saucepan. She said, what's, what, get the carrots out now, what's them? She said, oh, they were obviously gone soft and they were gone, if we cook them too much, they go mashy, didn't they? Mushy. But the egg, well, the egg looks the same, doesn't it? On the outside, what's happening in the inside? It's gone hard. What with the coffee? Well, she said, it's, it's changed its environment. It's changed the water. It's a beautiful smell, the aroma, the coffee beans has, has permeated its, its surroundings. She said, you are one of three things. You're either a carrot, that actually, it actually the, the, the hot water actually smashes you to bits. And sometimes circumstances have done that, so now we're not just surrendered to the law, we're just given up. We're, we're, the, the circumstances have run over the top of us, and we have given up. Now there's a place where we come to the Lord in, in absolute surrender to him, but there's a place where he says, look, be strong. Be bold, Joshua. Be strong because I'm still your father. So we don't want to be like that where the circumstances actually drive us into the ground. Neither do you want to be like an egg where the circumstances actually harden us. 
and uh, we, we, we can't feel the Lord anymore. We can't, we can't feel uh, empathy or compassion to those around us because our circumstances, we look the same on the outside, but inside we become hardened. But oh, to be a coffee bean where the actual character of Christ permeates out of us. You see, however hot the circumstance, however difficult the circumstance, what comes changes the atmosphere. Beautiful smell, beautiful aroma. We all give a smell out, not, not physical. Well, we do physically depending on this hot weather. But, but we, you see, what the Bible says, we are the aroma of Christ. Aroma of Christ. So she said, what are you going to be? What are you going to be? What are you going to be? And uh, the Lord asked us the same thing. What are we going to be? We're going to see everything we go through. Lord, you are doing something. It's a, a work. I can't understand it, but I'll pray for wisdom. But even in a minute, I will rejoice. I will rest in you. And I will receive grace upon grace. It's sufficient. Amen. And uh, easy to say when, we go, when we are not going through difficulties. But when, as, we, as Gordon was saying, Kelton was saying, and others, we've all gone through difficulties, haven't we? Uh, then the rubber hits the road. But God becomes so much more real then, doesn't he? Because we say, Lord, I, I desperately need you here. I need you. Um, so God is in, in a business of changing us. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.